As David Bowie wrote and sang back in 1971, changes are inevitable. And every year, more and more of our business involves people who are downsizing. Yes, seniors and baby boomers. This is a huge decision and not an easy one to finally make. These people usually have decades of memories in their current homes. Their children, now adults, are gone and many have started their own families. Is your family home too big for you? Or are your parents still hanging on to that home you grew up in? The big question is, when is a good time to make that move? One thing the experts agree on, it's best to make this move before your health forces you to. I'm Desmond Brown, and this is Sold in the Six. Today I'm chatting with Jennifer Scaife, who is my team's senior specialist. Hi, Jen, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Des. It's great to be here. So, Jen, let's start with the most common things that we run into when it comes to dealing with people who are considering downsizing and making that big move. Well, Des, you you nailed the, the first one that is really the most important part, I think, which is don't wait until you need to move. Um the uh, you know I, I've moved people out who had to move because one one woman Mrs Harrison because she had fallen down the stairs and her kids all freaked out so they immediately went into move mode um, but you know you've got to have a plan you've got to involve the family in decision making yeah and people have a lot of different reasons for making this final move in most cases and like you said we want to be ahead of the health game here. We want to make sure that you're healthy enough to make the move before you're forced to make the move. But other people, they have, you know, other other plans as well as they're as they're um, thinking of downsizing. So they might want to get a, a bungalow. The house is too big for them. They want to get a bungalow now or a condo, right? Um, some of them, unfortunately, do have to go to those uh, long-term care facilities or assisted living and, you know, or maybe somebody's going to just be moving in with a family member. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, some of them just want to move out and rent and be free of all responsibilities of the house. Yeah. There's a lot of them have been there for years and years and years. One thing I think that people should always keep in mind is that this has got to be a family decision. And in most cases, you know, the people who are thinking of making this move are on their own or with their spouse of many, many years. But the kids have left, like I said in the introduction, the kids have left. But it's always good to make this a family decision because in most of these cases that we found, the children of or the adult children of these people are the ones who do a lot of the heavy lifting, eh? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And for that reason, it's really, really important to to involve the offspring in the decision making. Um, you know, it, it's uh, the house needs to be cleared out. The finances need to be put in order. 
Um, are you going to sell? Or are you going to buy again? Um, th there's so many decisions that need to be made. And sometimes it's just overwhelming for that senior. Or, it really is. Yeah. And also what I found is that sometimes the offspring step in and take more, give more direction than mom or dad necessarily need, but they're there giving that direction too. So sometimes it's a little tricky to balance that as well. Okay. So one of the first things to do after you've made this decision is to have a plan. Yes. Got to have a plan. What are you going to do with the family heirlooms? Are you going to give them away? What we find nowadays is that lots of people don't really care to take on mom and dad's furniture. Um, it's the wrong era. The lamps, everything is is just the wrong era for them. Family treasures, there are memories, there are photos, legal documents. You've got to know where everything is. You've got to know where the deed is, where the will is, where the power of attorney is, all of that sort of thing. So those kinds of things need to be kept and they need to be kept safely. But um, lots of things need to be rehomed as well. Yeah. And then that's one of the most overwhelming things that people face, isn't it? Yes. So that's where we come in. We come in and we help them in a lot of ways. So we have a lot of resources for donations. Uh, what, what are some of these organizations? Again, the Diabetes Canada. Shelter Foundation. Lots of lots of women coming out of shelters need, need furniture to set up an apartment or clothing to get set in, in a career. Um, we have junk removal. 1-800-GUT-JUNK uh, does a great job for us. Yeah, but be careful with junk. By, by coming out and talking about junk right away because yes you no know, a lot of this stuff is very very personal and we don't want to just you know label it all as junk oh no 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 for sure for sure no but no we we definitely talk about the treasures and the the furniture and and finding homes for those things but as we get to the back of the closet there's generally a lot of stuff that does just need to be sent off in the truck yeah and We've also advised people to have yard sales. Mm -hmm. right. yard, um, yard. With COVID now, it might be a little bit different, but uh, it, it is getting rid of a lot of the stuff to, to, to clear out. And yard sale is a way of doing it. And we also have used an online uh, auctioneer as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's been really, really helpful. And it's painless. And the way that they... Uh, set up their system for that online auction, it makes it really easy to get rid of everything in the house so that they don't auction one item and another item, but they they cluster things. So Yeah, and they've, they've been really successful, I found. Like we've used this one organization called uh, Maxhold, and they come in and they label every item, and then it goes online, and then it goes online for like a weekend or something like that, and People actually buy the stuff and then they cut it off. They have the cutoff time and most of the stuff ends up getting bought. It's amazing. Yes. I had a client whose uh, father passed uh, suddenly, unexpectedly. And uh, so they hadn't done, done any of the sort of prep things of talking about who wants this buffet and who wants the dining room table kind of thing. Um, but uh, we used, one eight, uh, we used uh, Max Hold for them. And it was brilliant. They handled it really, really well. And people had an appointment time to come and pick up their things. So, you know, this was pre-COVID, but that works really, really well for COVID-era downsizing. Too. Yeah. And I guess that it's really important to have all of those things in order because, you know, the the ideal situation is that 
you know, the older people who are living in these homes, they sell the house and they move on to their, their next stage in life. But unfortunately, sometimes we have to deal with estate sales mm-hmm. when the people have passed away. Yes, we do. Yeah. So get in touch with a lawyer, get all of that stuff straightened out. And I think we're going to do a segment on lawyers as well and, and, the, and the role that a lawyer plays in getting everything in order for you. And we, we've done that. In our, we've done that in our uh, seminars in the past, Jen. Right. Right. And we do have, you know, we've got lawyers in our in our uh, black book, too, who specialize in different kinds of things. We, we have the condo lawyer and we have the just standard run of the mill sale. But we also have somebody who is very well versed and specializing in estates. So that's also been very, very helpful. So he's, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's good for the process and for the offer itself. And they, you know, been very, very helpful. Yeah. And that's Gary Cass, who I'd love to have on the on the podcast as well. He's a really, really good lawyer when it comes to dealing with estates. So what we found is that when we go through this process with people, it sometimes takes, you know, from the time that we speak to people when they're thinking of downsizing, it can take years. I mean, there was somebody I just sold a condo to uh, just last month. And the first time I spoke to them was five years ago. Oof. Yeah, five years. Yeah. So, you know, we've kept in touch. And it's so it's, you can see it's a really, really tough decision to make and a huge decision. But when they make it, boy, they do it really quickly after five years, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go right away because these people I showed one condo to and they bought it. That was it. I had them out one day Brilliant. and they bought Brilliant. it. So they're coming in from uh, the Durham region and um, they're, they're going to um, live in a condominium down in, uh, in the Toronto area or right in the city of Toronto. Um, now let's go back again to the, the adult children and the role that they have played in this process. What I've seen the adult children doing is, um, comforting the parents, helping them through the the process, through the emotional aspect of it, while I take care of the business aspect of it. And that's been a really, really good balance. Um, especially when I think of Mrs. Harrison, who was the, the, the person who had fallen down the stairs and her daughter was uh, very, very anxious. So the daughter had taken over the role of taking care of mom while I took care of business. And it was, it made everything so much easier for Mrs. Harrison and for the daughter. Yeah. But, um, you know, they take on those roles, but they also um, will take on the, de- the role of deciding who is going to be the different professionals involved in the process. Um, the lawyer, the accountant, the realtor, all of those. Um, and they also help with rehoming things, help with some of that decision making. Let's go back about what you had said about the stuff. And I found, again, dealing with the adult children, they just take on so much for their parents. God bless them. And a lot of it has to do with, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do with all of this stuff? And I know we touched on it, you know, earlier in this segment, but I just want to go back over that again. So, you know, we have people who will actually come in and help pack up the stuff, you know, pack up what you're going to be taking. We have all of the resources available on where you can donate things to. But when you have a plan, you have to tackle, you know, the heart of the home first when it comes to decluttering and clearing things out. So talk about that stuff there, Jen. 
So what what I find is that uh, the best way to go is to really get to the heart of the home. Those rooms that uh, where the the family has lived in the home, that's where the memories tend to be. And, uh, you know, the pictures, the kids' sports, the photos on the walls, all of that sort of thing. And that's where they sat and watched movies and ate popcorn. That's whatever they did. Um, so we have people who can come in and help them with that process, um, but help them with the, the, the first aspect is really the sorting it out. Um, we put things into different boxes, literally uh, and figuratively, but uh, there's the keep box, there's the give to family member box, there's the donate to charity box, and then there's the nobody wants this box, it's going on the truck. And uh, that's that actually is the easiest way I find to help people get through the things because then they're not looking at a whole room of a whole bunch of things. They're just looking at the picture frames. What are you going to do with those? Now we're going to look at just the furniture. What are you going to do with those? Now we're going to look at the, you know, the linens and go category by category. So you get all of those things in order. And then once we get most of the stuff cleared out, we usually bring in a stager or a staging consultant and they'll go over things and we'll talk about, you know, how we're going to present the home for the market. And that includes bringing in some new furniture. If we have to, we will rent furniture to bring in with our stager. We'll also keep a lot of the existing furniture if it we find that it matches with what we have. What we may have to paint, we may have to do repairs of the home, right? That's all part of the process that you know that we have to go through to help prepare the house for sale, right? Right, right. And some of some of those decisions are the hardest decisions for for the client to, to navigate. Um, I just recently sold for um, clients who were downsizing, and they've been in their home for 44 years. They still had paint and decor from 1984, and they didn't understand why I wanted to change the dark green walls to a light color. They, they, you know, it, it's really, really difficult to talk to these people and explain that it's not a personal thing. It's just marketing. My goal is to get the most money for you and appeal to the broadest band. And that is, that's, that's something that's really hard for people to understand because when they bought their home, staging wasn't a thing. They, they don't, they don't know what this staging thing is. And um, so it, it, it's really easy for them to take it personally when I say, let's do this and let's do that and let's get rid of this furniture and, you know, thin out that and paint the walls. Um, but we do it. We, we get through it. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about that. Like the worst seller I ever dealt with was yeah. me. Oh no, always. <laughs> yeah. And I remember my, I, I had this you know, stager came in and uh, he says, Des, okay. It's time for you to let go of this. This is not your house anymore, right? Just let us do what we have to do. So he, you know, moved furniture out and in and, oh my God, he did, you know, he, he painted, repainted things. And there are a lot of the colors I didn't like, but I had to trust them. And in the end, we did really, really well. That's a hard thing to do. It's, it's your personal space and you have to turn it over to somebody else. Yeah. Okay, so then... 
after we have it all prepared, and of course, then we bring in the photographers and we do video now, especially in this age of COVID, we're doing as much as we can to market the properties online virtually. So we've got the videos, we do video walkthroughs, we have three, uh, you know, uh, virtual tours, we have floor plans, like I just mentioned, and we present the house in the best possible manner so we can sell it as quickly as possible because there's nothing worse than a house sitting on the market, especially if you're still living in it and getting out when people have scheduled appointments. And it, it, it can be very, very emotional. I mean, selling a home is probably one of the most stressful things that people ever do. I'm standing outside of a home in Scarborough it's a house that I sold about three years ago and it was owned by a retired senior. Before I put it on the market, her next door neighbor offered to buy it from her. Well, it's a good thing she listened to me because we listed it and sold it for $200,000 more than her neighbor was willing to pay for it. Usually there is somebody in the neighborhood that catches wind that the, that, that people are going to sell, that people are going to sell. It's usually, and, and, it's, and it's usually the older people, you know, that when they're going to sell, there are people in the neighborhood that are, are aware of this. And these people who are thinking of downsizing often get approached by neighbors saying, look, if you're ever going to sell, make sure you approach me first. You know, I'd buy this house for you. Or a builder who's going to offer them a million dollars for a house, which could be a huge number, especially when a lot of these people, yeah, it sounds like a huge number when a lot of these people have paid like 15, 20, $30,000 for these houses. So a million dollars seems like a big number. However, you've got to keep in mind when these people approach you, they're trying to get a deal. They're trying to get a great deal from you. And I'll tell you a little story, but I have a couple of these stories actually about a bungalow I had up in East York and we were listing it and it was an estate sale actually. And the, um, the some a real estate agent slipped an offer through the door. So we, we looked at it and it was, it was a low ball because builders are, are out there to make a profit. So we just said, no, thank you. And I listed the property and ended up getting $150,000 more than what this offer was. So just be aware. If somebody's approaching you and saying, let's sell it privately to save the commission, in most cases, they're looking to get a great deal. And, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, a realtor can get you a lot more money once it's on the open market. You know, I, I like to say, why do builders like to buy properties privately, but then put them on the MLS to sell them after? only makes sense, doesn't it, to them? But we see this happen over and over again. It happens all the time where basically they're just trying to, let's put it in, in a nice way, but they're, they're trying to make a profit and they don't mind taking advantage of somebody who's owned the property for many, many, many years and just dangle that big number at them. And sometimes people jump at it. Eh? Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'll just again uh, back again to the, um, the the things in the house. We also can help you move things into storage, and 
you're going to want to keep things. You might not be able to move them into your new place yet while your house is on the market. So we have a full service uh, agency here at, at the Desmond Brown team where we can move your stuff into storage for you. We hire a van and a driver to do that and get things out of the way to help present your house in the best possible way we can when it does hit the market. Once we actually get the the listing ready, um, you know, we, we go through the whole process of the professional photography, a video, the floor plans. And um, as, as you mentioned, especially important now with COVID, and we have our social media's director who blows that out through all the different platforms and gets really, really great exposure for the properties too. We actually have people who can help you unpack on the other end. And set it up. Yeah. Set up the and exactly. And to help you with decorating ideas. Yep. They call it yeah. stage to stay. Yeah, exactly. And luckily this process has gone very, very smoothly for us when we deal with people who are downsizing. It's gone really, really well. And for the most part, I think before you get to this point of selling your property, you really have to know where you're going because I've got a list of people that would, oh, they'd love to sell, but they have no idea where they would go. But I think, like we had mentioned, the most important thing is make this move before you're forced to make this move. That's what all of the experts say. We don't want you to stay in your home, get injured in your home, and then you're forced to go into a long-term care facility and you really can't enjoy, you know, moving in with your family or moving into that condo that you've always coveted or that bungalow. You know, so please be ahead of the game. Just be ahead of the game when it comes to this. No matter what part of the process uh, you you get hicked up, you get caught up on, we can help you through. Jen, making this move for people who have been in homes for so many years it's often very emotional, isn't it? I think of Peggy and Bob. They, because they were in the house for 44 years, and uh, they, they raised their kids there, and that's, that, that was the house, the first house that they bought. So not only is it the only house that they've ever bought, but it's also the house where they had and raised their kids, and now, now they're, they have to move out. So they're... The house is, without that family home, their identity is somewhat lost because they're no longer the parents. Yeah, no. And I remember when you were dealing with them, um, this was really, really hard for them. Like they spoke to you every single day and they were worried about every aspect of it. Did the photographs look good? You know, are the room sizes correct? All of that, remember? Oh my goodness. As you, you're right. Every single day and every single step and every single, yeah, it was, it was difficult for them. And they actually thought that they were going to move out and rent a place and they changed their plan and decided to buy a condo. Yeah, and you got them a condo. It wasn't that far away from where they raised their family, which is great, eh? Right, right. And it was actually not only far from not far from where they had their home, but it was also the condo building where her parents lived. So in a way, she was going back home in another way. So it was it was it was great. They're so happy now. Yeah, I mean, I remember when they came into the office afterwards. They were, they brought you a gift, and oh, they were thrilled. Very sweet. They're very, very sweet and very grateful. Yeah. 
I really admire all the work you do with with all of our clients and especially the seniors because you, you really care a lot. And thank you, Des. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. It's been a treat to be here, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. So that's our latest episode of Sold in the Six. A quick thank you to our producers, podcast that pop. You can find me at inthesixrealestate.com. Remember, six is spelled the cool way, the number six, I-X, or feel free to email me at des at desmondbrown.ca. So whether you're buying or selling or downsizing or simply want to know what's out there, I'm always here. Until next time. <laughs>